0: Welcome back, everyone, to Ms. silsa Sharm in English. We are in the middle of Chapter 19, the components of a chassid, the trait of a chassid. And there's many details, and this is a long roadmap that we we started to endeavor. And we're up to the component of where the chassid loves the Kaddish Baruch very, very much. And there's three offsets to that. Then we're up to the second offset, which is a certain simcha the I'm uh, uh, sorry, we discussed yesterday cleaving, attaching, which is the veikus, and now we're discussing the component of simcha. The second manifestation of love of Hashem, where this where, where this chasa displays the love, is um, is the simcha and the joy and the happiness in performing the mitzvahs. And this is a major principle in the service of Hashem. And this idea of simcha is crucial to the divine service. And David and Melch said it very clearly, we say it in Davning, Every day, if do as Hashem besimcha, ba'ilufana bernana, serve Hashem with gladness, come before Him with joyous songs. And then it states further, the righteous will be glad, they will exalt before God, they will rejoice with gladness. And our Sages of Blessed Memory stated clearly, the Shechina does not rest upon someone except through the joy associated through the mitzvah. That's also an important concept, but you see here clear expressions of happiness and excitement when doing the will of God and when serving Him and doing His mitzvahs and, and, and so on. And also, that he throws an important point here that the, the Shechina, the Divine Presence, will not rest on a person, the, or, or it, will, it, it will rest on a person based on His joy or His excitement on the mitzvah itself. And regarding serving, regarding the verse, serve Hashem with gladness, which we mentioned above just now, it says very in the Midrash, Arivo said, when you rise up to go Davin, your heart should be joyous. You should think about, you are given the opportunity to speak in front of someone so powerful, someone so great, there's no one equal to him. And he, Kavi so to speak, <coughs> he's giving you an audience. He's giving you an audience. That's an ex- If you really think about that, that's an incredible thing. And you should be tremendously excited. We have to try to relate to it in a way that you think of someone who is incredible, incredibly awesome. And this person has tremendous power because that's really what God is. The greatest being, can we say a being even that exists. And you have an opportunity that can grant you any wish, grant you anything in person gives you life. You have an opportunity to, 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 stand before him three times a day he'd allow he gives you his he gives you his attention his undivided attention and he really does at the effort you put into it he'll give you his undivided attention what a tremendous um opportunity tremendous uh you know um, i mean it's just a, it's it's a, it's a merit i can't explain i don't want to say it in english but it's it, it's it's we, we don't we take advantage of it. we don't really think about it but it should give us tremendous simcha. It should be, called, it should be tremendous simcha. Tremendous happiness. The measure of for this truth that a person's heart should be elated with that he merits to serve a master who has no equal. Remember, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has no equal. It's, just, it's so hard to think about and comprehend that. And to engage in the study, allows us, and he gives us the Torah, and he gives us the mitzvahs to perform. Shlomo Melech stated with a very wise metaphor. He said, draw me, we'll run after you. Draw me, we'll run after you. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will rejoice and be glad with you. He's expressing that. He was allowed into the inner circle. Imagine again, you have to take a you have to try to put into perspective that you take a king, the greatest king in the world, and he gives you, he makes you part of his inner circle. How special do you feel? You feel incredible. Well, the king chose me to be allowed or allowed me to be in a circle. Kodesh Baruch Hu lets us in his inner circle. All of Clay rolls in his inner circle. And we, he gave us the opportunity to bring him back into this world with the mitzvahs. And uh, this person, this refers to the extra degree of rejoicing and gladness when he says in the inner circle, for the further that a person merits to enter into the chambers of knowledge of his greatness, the more his joy is over knowing and serving him will increase and his heart will exult exult within him. As scripture says, let Israel exult in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. It's a tremendous, it, it, it's measure for measure. If the more you're excited about a mitzvah, the more you're excited about a mitzvah, the more you, the, the, the more the, the mitzvah becomes a part of you and a kodesh baruchu reciprocates in a sense. It's it's because and it's exactly what it says here. The more person, the further a person merits the entrance enters chamber of knowledge. The more you The more joy you have in doing his will, the further you get into God's chambers or in his inner circle, be part of his inner team, shall you say. Like, you know, we say Sadiqim, some great, great, great rabbis. They're part of his really close inner circle to the point where when they say, when they give brachas, they become, when they give blessings or or, or make wishes. I don't want to say wishes, but when they make blessings, they give blessings to people. They, They come to fruition. Because they're part of God's circle and uh, and so on. So that's what he's saying here. The more excitement you put into the midst of the more energy that will bring you closer to God's circle. Governor Melach, who already attained this joyful level to a degree, stated about himself, "May my words be sweet to God. I will rejoice in Hashem." And he stated that I may I may come to the altar of God. I come to the Mizbeach with with gladness, the gladness of my joy, and praise you with the harp. God, my God. That's what he says. And he stated, I shall sing to you on the harp, O Holy One. My lips shall sing when I praise you, as well as my soul that you have redeemed. And the last verse stresses a novelty in David's joy. Because this means that the joy will intensify him so much that his lips talk about. bit. It's just like he's on autopilot. His lips indistinctively sing his praises. That's how much he would, you know, he would be. Uh, that's how excited he would get. He couldn't contain himself; that his lips would move automatically with simcha and singing the joys. All this came from a tremendous fever in his soul, which was ablaze with joy before him. And this is what David meant when he said, "As well as my soul that you have redeemed." Meaning, he felt you allowed me to have simcha when you do. I, I, I feel accomplished. I feel it, it, it's, it's. I have a certain rest. We find that the Holy One, that Baruch Hu, when we don't, HaKadosh Baruch Hu faulted us when we, never, when we didn't serve Him with Simcha, because it says here, the punishment before Chlal Yisrael, because you didn't serve Hashem with the gladness and goodness of your heart. But to the reverse, when David and Melech saw Chlal Yisrael, when they, they, they um, built the base of Migdash. They were so excited. They built the Holy Temple. Chai saw the tremendous excitement in them. You could feel it in the air. The excitement. It was a huge operation, twenty-four hours a day, six days a week. You know, and a and, and, and Bark would arrange the weather. As if, if you read about it in the Navi, it's incredible that it wouldn't rain to, or it would rain when it would need to be rained, and it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't uh, affect any of the building. It was just incredible work. And Akkordesh and Chai such an excitement to build. The temple of God. And David Melch and prayed to God and said, Please don't let this um, forever die in Kleistow. Let them always be this excited to serve you. Um, and now you see, and now I see your people. Or he wrote uh, that uh, he says he prayed that the virtues never leave and, um, and so on and so forth. So you, you see what what, what the, what the Ramchal is describing here. All these people, all these holy Jews, all these great rabbis, they've attained a certain, and you can attain it too, and that's what this chassid is. This chassid has such a tremendous joy. It takes over his whole body when he does a mitzvah. He has such excitement to it. And we're not talking about a lunatic that's like, you know, jumping and screaming. We're talking about, you have to understand what it means. Again, just think about, you know, how you, uh, you you love your wife, you love your family, you love your kids. And sometimes it brings you no greater simcha than to do it, than do than do what they like to make them happy, to make them happy in a sense. And that's kind of what's going on here. You know, they're, especially imagine, um, you know, uh, again, you just have to think of it. You have to try to just put it in, in a perspective that you would understand that you have an opportunity here to be, to, to do. The, the will of God who, who you love so much, you love so much, and it just takes you over. I, I don't have another way of explaining it, so uh, I, I apologize if I sound repetitive. But that concludes the component of love, and you'll, uh, uh, of simcha, and you'll see why the uh, attachment we discussed in the previous podcast, cleaving to God, and now this simcha, this happiness of serving him also leads to the next point, which is a, a zealousness, where you have a certain zealousness of, of God where you need to, in, so to speak, defend his honor or protect him, so to speak, in a sense. And that we'll talk about on the next podcast, zealousness. See you next time.